hey, hey, hey. Welcome to your first uh, Patreon bonus episode thing, whatever this is going to be. We don't know. Uh, we have, uh, Rob had this fantastic idea of, um, let us watch. Veto. Th- yeah. <laughs> uh, I promise the I fans. Veto veto. I, I promise the listeners way back on an early, like our fourth episode or something that we would make here on Watch the Boondock Saints because when I was, I think I saw this movie when I was 14 or 15. Perfect like, age to watch yeah. this movie. Yeah, that's yeah. what Irish yeah. people are like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not all. Um, we uh, we did that that uh, I believe in the drill scene is called that uh, that link up uh, between uh, Cornish Beatty and our friends in Hula Hula Hula. Uh, we have Jan and Pauli from uh, the gang. If you do not know them, they're uh, uh, a, a German language podcast about how everything's shit. So uh, yeah, just introduce yeah. yourself, yeah. guys. That's pretty much so, it. Right? Yeah, hi, I'm Jan. Uh, Yes, you are. <laughs> and that's Paul. And we like do a news commentary podcast where we just uh, get real mad about daily news. In German. So it's In even German. angrier. This sounds even angrier, yes. Um, but yeah, so they sat down with us and, and watched this masterpiece yeah. <laughs> of a film. Fucking and rad. Kieran, yeah. uh, I think Kieran and I are in the same just mind, mind space, except for that Kieran is just like actively mad. And I'm I'm trying to not be. It's last shock I saw. Jenna in Norfolk North is Irish in an Ach Muiz. Ata in a Gahofig, Nasir Licht in Interra, August a fresh dinner, Eric, I ata in a goni, sa Fihashe, Conte, Dain Hid, is more. Ta Shesig, Poussant, Darlehi, Lointaha, Oyes, August Hoher, El Shakyuk, Ata in a ta, Sarichta, Enter. It's not Shea County, Sashid. Fuck you. Fuck you for making watch this film. Oh, man. Goodbye. So much. That's yeah. what they say in the movie before they kill some, people. Yeah. Some true words were spoken. Inshallah. Today. Inshallah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not even going to ask what that was. Um, I'm assuming it was a, a, a call to act, you know, a cut down the tall trees, but for um, all, the, uh, yeah. all the Irish listeners, which is like two of them. Kieran is building a caliphate now. I was just reading the news. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, we will. We will be mixing. Uh, be very loose with our concepts of Irish and Irish American because the movie is. We yeah. were given permission. <laughs> yeah, they were nothing ex- really makes sense. The fucking. Oh uh, yeah, just. Oh, I guess we'll just go bit, bit, bit by bit, and when it comes up, I'll uh, I'll, I'll mention it there. All right. All I want to say at, at the beginning. So this is a movie episode. We're gonna go through the movie. If you haven't seen it, that's okay. I think we can capture everything you need to know about the movie. And this, I I didn't. Choose. I didn't suggest we watch this movie just to torture Kieran. That was just part of it. Mm. And now I feel a little bad not seeing. I don't piece. even watch good films. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Stories that, can be told in half an hour. It's fine. It's called anime. Yes. yes. <laughs> the um, second reason is because I wanted to flex and be like, "Yeah, now we're going to talk about boss and stuff, baby." <laughs> this is what I assume Kieran feels when we talk about like the new left electoral alliance in Slovenia. Like, this is how I feel <laughs> on this episode right now. We're talking about. My stuff. Can we can we talk about Slovenians? <laughs> this is the party, the party of for the animals. By animals, I mean two brothers who go beast mode sometimes. <laughs> yeah, just mean Irish people. I mean, the plot's really simple. If you want to just go through it, uh, they're cool. Wait, one more thing. No. Before anyone complains, before anyone complains that this is about the U.S. and not about Europe, I promise it's about Europe. We will talk. We will connect it at the end. We have some points. But I also want to say. There's one European... Don't fucking complain. You paid for this episode. There's one European you may have heard of 
named Jacques Lacan. All right. <laughs> Unless Ooh. he's one of those French. Jacques Lacan. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's one of those uh, French, like the My fifty dad has French all philosophers, <laughs> <laughs> who was born to French settlers in Algeria. Uh, I don't think so. Um, so I believe his theory. Nick, please edit in that I've never read Lacan. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Like now. Okay. You just said it. <laughs> yeah. So edit in what I said right now. <laughs> in in Lacan, I believe you want to kill your father, and in Europe. The, the, the father figure from modern Europe, that it, was, it can't face its, its true origin, its creation as this anti-communist, you know, basically bulwark. You're looking way too much into the Created movie. by the United States, mm-hmm. the, the, milit- the militarized state. And it can't, this, this uh, relationship is sublimated, so it can't lash out and kill its father, but it still is attracted to this violent energy inherent in the father. And instead it reflects it to the mother, which is the European Union. So we're here to take apart these <sighs> just just well, through this, this beautiful movie. <laughs> this is horrible. This we're here to take apart who's Africa. <laughs> we will see. Okay. My stepsister. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we can't do this. You're my step Africa. Um, <laughs> that's all I had to say. It's like Oh god. European POV incest porn. Yeah, yeah it's but very strictly popular. strictly step damn Asia is watching right now. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be European dynasties without yeah. interbreeding. So the so, best way to start is with uh, the guy who made the movie, I believe. I thought you said you wanted the plot yeah, summary. The it's, plot. Just, it's two dudes who are cool and they kill people because they're just vigilantes and then eventually the cops think it's cool too. Like yeah. that is the plot. That is yeah. the movie. Yeah. There's nothing and it's else. all it's all fine because like God told them so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a divine intervention moment. It's cool. It where is, God's like like yo, do the like, caliphate, but in but in like do Boston, the Boston marathon bombing, Boston inshallah. <laughs> the primary mesh- message that I got is that queer people, funny though, right? Yeah, everyone agrees, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, they listen to classical music. From whose mind did this image spring? <laughs> Only who someone- is the Zeus to this beautiful story of Athena? And before you complain, this movie is made. Like millions and millions of dollars internationally and in the U.S. But off DVD it sales. It doesn't mean that it's good. This is like my dad's logic. It is spoken of like, to people. But this is like, but what kind of dumb logic is that? Of like that it's like. Oh, we find out. Yeah, but my dad always says a thing of like, oh, Maroon Five's a great band because they made a lot of money. It's like, but they aren't a good band though. Still, yeah. like. But it's like is, this typical capitalist mindset of yeah, anything Rob, that doesn't fucking, make money isn't good. No, yeah, our whole pig. podcast is the people who are popular for some reason. I don't know why people <laughs> read these people. We have to deal with them. Yeah. That's how I feel about this movie. Okay, this whatever. movie's like you know the Jan Fleischauer of movies. Oh, you have to, well, you have to respond. That's to foreshadowing, Jan, people. Jan Fleischauer. <laughs> this is yes. This no. is uh, definitely better than my theory, which was it's the Maroon Five. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better. I am. I'm, I like when Maroon Five gets spoken to by God and commits <laughs> religious murder. Hello, this is God. <laughs> Commit moves like Jagger. <laughs> All right. The this movie was created if by you a play man. it backwards. It is telling you to just. Yeah. You it, know. it is telling you to establish the caliphate in yeah. Boston. It also. That's also what it says if you play it forwards. It's very. <laughs> it's, a, it's a palindrome. It's a palindrome <laughs> song. Yeah. This was made by one Troy Duffy, born June 8th, 1971. That's smack dab in the Gen X energy. And he really wants you to know he made this film. Oh, yeah. He said it like three times. Many times. Uh, I have a few notes from the... um, the director's commentary later, which I'll oh, just I'll, I'll I'll sprinkle in as of we're course going to the plot. What director's commentary. Um, was Troy Duffy also one of the actors to like? I bet there's a no, cameo sad, where he appears. Oh, um, oh. This is what he looks like. 
if you want to see oh, it. Oh, that's see true him. Boston energy. With, with that look, he <laughs> no could... No fucking way, dude. That's a random picture of a guy in a bar in Boston. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just your father. <laughs> that's just some oh, dude, like, that like old right media channel. But <laughs> he was born in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, and, I've, and I tried to get some information on where he lived. There's another article that says he's an Exeter, New Hampshire native. What's important, not from Boston, <laughs> not from Southie. He is in... Is this he is, from Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, his, his father, it was, it was a little hard to get details. His father was some kind of leader in the Jehovah's Witnesses. So he grew up very religious in the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, which like, I, damn, you know what is cool Catholicism? Like, yeah, that's the real, that's which the real definitely colored his image of like... Yeah, this is what religion is like. Just did some Catholic stuff. Um, all I have from his life story is that he was working as a bartender in Los Angeles. It seemed like he owned the bar. So he seems like a pretty wealthy, suburban Boston did he, person. Did he say fuck ass a lot? I'm sure he did. Um, he was in a band called The Brood, uh, which was renamed to the Boondock Saints when they got their record deal uh, after the movie came <laughs> oh. out. Uh, and there's actually a documentary called Overnight about Troy Duffy, uh, which is about the making of this movie and because he got this like big budget off this like he just wrote the script he got a big budget from uh, Miramax and Harvey Weinstein for 15 million and they had interviews with like they were talking to like Keanu Reeves and like Ewan McGregor uh, there's a nice note that Troy Duffy who you just saw and Ewan McGregor in their first conversation they had a debate about the death penalty and then Ewan McGregor decided to no longer work on the film uh, so <laughs> I'm wondering was my general f- fill in the blanks uh, <laughs> of what happened in this conversation Ewan McGregor pro death <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting from this. But the initial premise for the Boondock Saints came... Ewan uh, McGregor is a young Jedi Padawan named Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. So can I just pitch one kind of theory that I think I've, I've pitched before? It's a general, like, all-encompassing Irish-American theory, which is the worst Irish-Americans are the ones that have incredibly American first names slapped onto Irish last names. Because mm. Duffy is an Irish last name. It's like Duvik, and it's... Fine, that's fine. But then you put on a name like Troy. <laughs> other other person in this ca- in this campaign, Brett Kavanaugh. There is no one in Ireland called Brett that is a stupid fake name uh, like Chad. <laughs> Yo, Chad Kavanaugh. What's Chad up, bro? <laughs> Kieran, I, d- I don't know what to make the of the Virgin <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Chad Kavanaugh. Um, I don't know. Chad Kavanaugh. Kyle gets Kavanaugh. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Brett. I don't know what to make of this anecdote. I wasn't going to say it, but another actor he was uh, in conversation with was Kenneth Branagh. I don't know how to say his. He was, or the screenwriter, I think he is. Um, But then he called, he couldn't pronounce his last name, Branagh, and he left and he called him cunt instead. And then he also resigned from, like, yeah, I'm not working on the movie. Um, I don't know what that means in terms of with the Irish last names and not. Kevin's an Irish name. (laughs) (laughs) Kenneth. Kenneth. Oh, Kenneth's also an Irish name. But the fact that Troy Duffy had this reaction to this guy. Troy, who's called I don't know what that means. Okay. The initial premise for the Boondock Saints came when Duffy and his brother Taylor were living in a rundown apartment complex. This is in Los Angeles, 1996. Duffy notes that drugs and guns that came constantly through the building and how he and his brother always fantasized about doing something about it. You mean like... <laughs> Just something. <laughs> like what? Writing a stiff word letter to the local politician. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought, wait, you're, you're telling me that then, wait, so wh- where was he living at this time? In Los Angeles. In LA. Again, Does he's say, a wannabe musician. Does it say what part of LA he lived in no. at that time? Okay. Um, I'm assuming that then that there's a lot of just like racialized rage like that is obviously behind this that he's like hence why he also then like in the script just like had to write as many racial slurs as possible. Yeah. So um, very like you know yeah just 
American energy. On, honestly, dude, I like I could I could change things. There are a lot of honestly dudes in this movie. Yeah, honest, we honestly, <laughs> dude, if I weren't afraid of prison, like I could just go beast mode on these dudes. If God told me I should kill everybody, I'd, I'd fucking do it. I mean, sure, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, Troy Duffy said that one day, so the catalyzing moment was there was a dead woman being rolled out of the apartment across the hall from him who had overdosed and the heroin dealer and it was some heroin dealer's apartment. Uh, This is a quote from him. I decided right there that out of sheer frustration and not being able to afford a psychologist, I was going to write this. Think about it. People watching the news sometimes get so disgusted by what they see. Susan Smith drowning her kids. I guess that's some news story. I don't remember. Yeah, it's pretty Um, Guys going into McDonald's, lighting up the whole place. You hear things that disgust you so much that even if you're Mother Teresa, there comes a breaking point. One day you're going to watch the news. And then and I thought, what if Mother Teresa had a breaking point? <laughs> and then I thought, what if Religious I... Like, killing. Yeah, and then I thought, what if I forced poor people to die without medication? You know, mm. people like Troy Duffy are why you should wo- vote for Bernie. Because <laughs> these people... Uh, should be able to afford a psychologist yeah. instead of writing this, this movie. Is, well, yeah, but the Joker thing. No, it's this twisted. is twisted. Yeah, no, this is exactly the thing of the, the like the good version of this is Joker. Yeah, like we'll come to that later, maybe. I I do I do want to point out that thinking of Mother Teresa killing people just makes you think. What of this film? But instead of Irish Americans, they're Albanian, <laughs> Albanian Catholics. <laughs> yeah, and instead of instead of a weird prayer, they do this like Albanian hand gesture. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be Double so cool. I want to fucking join them. Then, damn, can I become a, a I don't know like a, a saint of Tirana or whatever? In, in Boondock Saints Three, you can play like the Albanian sidekick. Cool, hell yeah! I mean, Greece is is like should be Albania, so that's that's close enough. Either Albania or Turkey, yeah. Yeah, I really like to the um also uh um the real L, like Los Angeles energy of it as well as like yo I could have gotten a fucking psychiatrist but instead I wrote a movie script <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I was working at a fucking like Starbucks or something trying yeah. to get my fucking acting career going around my music career I saw Skid Row from 20 feet away and I said someone should do something about that and instead of like any of the good things they could do I thought about what if everyone was just murdered <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm pretty like scared of violence. But if your gang has a really cool hand signa- sign, that kind of they. I think most gangs have really cool hand signs. Really? <laughs> which one? Which one should I join? <laughs> Albania. The which bang, one, which the, one has the, the best? The gang called Albania. <laughs> Damn, that's really cool. <laughs> all right, that's okay. all I have. Should we Should we summarize the movie? The, I, I already did it earlier. All right. First impressions. Oh, Boston. Catholicism. Catholic. A church. <laughs> From a Sacred. dude who has no idea about how any of these things function. I'm not, I'm not Catholic. Troy Duffy's not Catholic. Can someone explain the opening church scene? Uh, I don't know. If, if you love Mr. Tradcast. Very much. <laughs> it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... The, like the, the thing is that they walk in there, uh, they're like praying in the back of the church, like the cool kids, and then they but just they walk past the preaching priest and do their thing at the altar. You like, can no one, no one cares <laughs> for them there. The, they, they kiss the feet of Christ, which is like, I mean, no matter, I mean, you gotta be like weirdly, just weird. You're not even like devoted. You just gotta be a fucking weirdo to be like, yeah. Yeah, no, but, but they, this is, yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they like, um, get treated like the regulars at the bar that just come in, sit down, and the, oh my God, they're the Irish who love kissing yeah, yeah. Jesus' feet. There's like, there's like, uh, the, the preacher's preaching and, uh, nobody pays them any mind. Like, yeah. whatever, let them do it. They're they're a little freaky. Let's not get in their way. But, but, but they miss. All right, but this is the thing: is that like if they're really Catholic, you cannot leave mass 
before the Eucharist. Yeah, all right. Okay, so yeah. th- this is something I want to get to because I think Rob's talked about this before about like Protestantism in America is just do whatever the fuck you want. Um, that this is Protestant Catholicism. Yeah. It's just I'm saying I'm Catholic, but I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. <laughs> what What would you call Protestant Catholicism? Yes, exactly maybe, that. Maybe. Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> no, Protestant, no. Actual, Protestant, actual Protestant Catholicism is just Anglicanism. It's just Catholicism yeah, where yeah. you get All divorces. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did forget, I buried the lead. Uh, not only, so they work in a meatpacking plant. Oh, yes. The and they're just scene, two right. normal dudes who love owning the feminists they work with. Okay, first, yeah. first scene in the meatpacking pl- uh, uh, factory is the one brother hitting the other brother with, with like a, a meat with a big meat with a big slab of meat yeah, yeah. we're not alright you guys you guys were doing exactly what we, what we, what, that we weren't going to do we were literally analyzing every single that is literally the exact no, the next scene, scene is important. no it's important. not none they're of these important. things are important there's nothing no, I, important I, I, in this movie I, there's not there's I nothing like, this is a stupid movie for stupid people Nick cut Nick's mic no I'm not going to cut my own mic I'm sorry but I feel like them sucker punching a feminist kind of is important it's just a show that they're cool that is it <laughs> and they're only cool to fucking dudes named kyle who think that this is what irish catholicism in in fucking boston is like yeah and so the, there's like, all these we're like, like, like yeah you can hit women if they started exactly yeah there's all these like just like continuous just like either this is either written this has to either be written by a dumb guy which it obviously is or had to be written like the way that then like mac from it's always sunny is written is that then like it's just like purposely written to be a dumb guy who would like this for anyone who is familiar with always sunny this Mac is the subculture that was birthed by this film. Yeah. Like, that dude is the product of this bullshit. A hundred percent. Yeah, like, it's every little small thing in the movie, like, that's like, okay, the Russian dude who comes to, like, come and kill them. What does he fucking have? Oh, he has just a fucking desert eagle that just has the fucking yeah. hammer and sickle on it. Because what does every dumb guy want? At least every dumb guy in Arizona that I knew was like, bro, when I turn 21, I'm going to fucking buy a deagle, bro. It's like yeah. 360 no scope the fools. Yeah, yeah, dude, and it's like it's like Deagle just sounds like a designer dog. I, I just really it, desperately it can be if you want it to, to be. shoot someone in an you know, Egyptian tank. So it's good you bring up the Russian uh King. the Russian uh communists. Was it Ukrainian son of a bitch? So the boys, you know, the two lovable lads, you know, beating up feminists, going to church, you know, because they're good, they go to church. Yeah. Uh, they speak like 20 languages because they're fucking smart. Uh, <laughs> wicked smart. They go drink they drink in at the bar with the guy who has Tourette's for some reason. The, no uh, reason for that <laughs> character. Scary movie jokes. Yeah. So this is yeah. what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're just hanging out and he's like, and the guy, he's, he has an Irish accent, some kind of Irish accent, at least in my ears. Yeah, no, he does. And it doesn't make any sense because there is no like... There is no Irish immigrant wave that meets his age. No. Like, yeah, I was <laughs> thinking about that too. Like, there is no one that then is like, because this takes place in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. and he's like yeah. 70 or whatever. Con- like, contemporary, like, there is no contemporary mass immigration from Ireland to the United States. It's all here, baby. Yeah, it, well, a little bit. Some go there, but like, basically, what happened was it all came from the famine in the 1800s, like 1850s. And that was just the only time whenever Irish people left that they just couldn't go to England because fuck them. Every other time it's been to England, Australia, Canada, because we had because there was open borders, basically, because it was part of the British Empire. You could just go where the fuck. And there's just, there's just no... It's like when you see a modern... Um, they actually did a really good joke about this in Bojack Horseman where there's like an Italian chef in... Um, in Los Angeles, mm. uh, like the whole joke is like, I'm an Italian chef. You don't actually see much of me anymore. 
Europe, it's uh, not a thing that happens because all Italians don't move to America anymore. They move to Germany. Oh, like Irish people moved to America in the 1850s. Yeah. Then there was one generation where they all were just piss poor. And then they were all cops. <laughs> That's basically yeah. it. Yep. So as the, the bartenders in his Irish accent is saying, he has to sell the bar because the Russian mob is buying up everything. Who walks in? But the Russian to mob. big <laughs> fucking adherence to Marxism-Leninism. <laughs> and I, I, we're, we're bearing the lead, but on the tip of their desert eagle, Marxism which is very Leninism prominently desert, displayed in the next eagleism. scene when they're like, you know, threatening to kill them, is just a giant hammer and sickle. <laughs> yeah. So cool. And, uh, where the where Which, the, like, uh, to be iron fair, sights are the iron sights have like the red star yeah. on top. <laughs> uh, first off, uh, if they were really dedicated to the Soviet project, they sure as fuck would not be using an Israeli gun. Come yeah. on. Well, like, this is this is that is the first. Well, maybe not the first, but the definitely, first, that's definitely the, first, the most prominent yeah. telltale sign that this was not made by a smart person because it's it was which like, like I don't know any uh, uh, Russian guns. AK forty seven. That's it. <laughs> no, no, but like the, oh, the okay, thing, yeah. Like, the, the, the fact that you would have... Okay, they have to be really Russian. Everything <laughs> they do is Russian. They have a stupid Russian accent that never existed. And everything has to be very Russian. But I, just, I don't think there's any Russian guns. I just can't think of any. I gotta Give it a Desert Eagle. I think that's the only gun. <laughs> Again, that and a yeah, six-shooter. Six-shooter yeah, that is it. That is, it, it. It's perfect. It's perfect dumb guy like, like culture. It's either like you have to have the biggest like handgun that exists in man like like that you can go fucking buy yeah. or you're like like yeah a fucking revolver for no reason other than it's like cool yeah. or or the third option is like uh an operator gun so like i don't know like a beretta m9 or whatever it's called so yeah. but with a silencer yeah. that's well, like which the, is what the, the tactical choice yeah. Like. yeah which is what our boys in in you know our our our, our, our lads who yeah. uh you know commit um you know crimes for 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 christ Dude, crimes yeah, well, for the, the sake of humanity oh, i mean we, we we should talk about the scene where it is established that they get a call from god well oh no, no before that we have to introduce one important character oh, no so they oh, kill the russian yeah, monsters my favorite character. and then who i just want to point out this is from the commentary track uh when this character came on screen he's like bro i wanted led zeppelin's when the levy breaks to be playing but he couldn't get the thing he couldn't get the copyright for it because led he said they asked for 17 million dollars yeah, yeah yeah they would always led zeppelin always used to do this like uh where they would ask these just Worth absurd it. things and then like the very first movie hilariously that they gave the rights to is like School of Rock. Oh yeah, yeah. But that movie at least is wholesome. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that was one of Christ murdering people. Yeah, (laughs) I just love these little peeks into the auteur's mind of like I just wish Led Zeppelin was playing when who comes in. FBI agent Willem Dafoe. Smecker is his name. Yeah, Smecker. <laughs> I, I thought they were making fun of him. No, his name is Smecker. No. FBI agent Smecker. We never we <laughs> Smecker. There are ridiculous names in this movie. We yeah. can't remember all of them. Uh, Chekhov, the one of the, the Russian Russians. Russian is literally Chekhov. Um, there's yeah. a guy just like the <laughs> mafia family, as Nick kept just angrily pointing out, was what Yakovetta? <laughs> yeah, with two letters that don't exist in the Italian alphabet. Yeah, a Y and a K. A Y and a K. Yeah. Just Japanese so, Italian. Willem Dafoe's scene <laughs> comes and he finds these two dead mo- Russian mobsters and he's just like, first of all, he's like the bumbling Boston cops. They don't know what's going on. He comes up, he puts in his headphones, he starts listening to classical music. Smart. And just like, 
starts dancing. He just yeah. feels the vibe, you know. He and just he goes just figures into his, everything out. Yeah, he just immediately goes into like his mind palace yeah. and like figures it ev- figures everything out. And the first thing he does is like takes out a bottle of like a mysterious red liquid and com- contaminates one of the bodies immediately right off the get go, <laughs> yeah. and to like to like figure out that someone shot into a wall. Looks at the bullet hole and immediately sees that it's mysteriously a fifty cal bullet. He immediately notices what caliber this gun. Sh- because this he's eight. a fucking he's a, yeah. he's a fucking genius, bro. He listens he's to classical music oh. and he dances, you know, weird. This is an important part of the dumb guy movie. The badass supporting character who's just like so. The guy clearly, um, Troy Duffy clearly rips off from like Quentin Tarantino a lot, but like the dumb guy's view of Quentin Tarantino movies, like yeah. they say cool stuff and kill people. <laughs> it's just clearly like what? you know, like putting it through Google Translate and being like, this is the, what the movie is. But he, like, here's one thing though that's completely different from a- from anything I've ever seen in any dumb guy movie. How often is it that the smart guy, the smart, you know, is like, like, a queer? <laughs> How often yeah. is he like someone that is like an object of ridicule, right? Yeah, but it it is is he is this very constructed gay character of like. All the he people. says yeah. the f word. Yes. He's one of the cool ones or whatever. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the gay equivalent of I'm not like those other girls. It's yeah, it's like it's, this your yeah. dad argument about being gay. It's like gay being gay is okay unless they're like very effeminate yeah. or like unless, showing any yeah, signs yeah. of loving men. But don't yeah. like but don't don't make me have to change. Yo, he's just yeah. gay for the yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the, the the implicit thing about this is I'm just like I've written a character who's gay and he says the slur that I want to say, so I'm allowed to say because I've made the fictional character that lets me say. It. Hey, I have gay friends. Yeah. Uh, Boondock. <laughs> Saints. I wrote a character that gave me the ghetto pass. Um, <laughs> here's another little gem from the director's commentary. Uh, Duffy says that a friend of his who was a closeted gay person came out of the closet after watching the Boondock Saints. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's true. <laughs> but bro, bro, I swear he was in the fucking movie theater and he just stood up and he's like, I'm gay. This movie fucking did it. I'm cute. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Willem Dafoe is it. If I, I say mean, I'm gay, am I allowed to say the F word? Easily <laughs> the best actor in the movie. Uh, he really gives it his all to this character, but it's just a ridiculous character. Yeah. Well, the fact that he just like comes on, like onto the fiction, whatever, virtual stage, oh, and it's just playing the most stupidest fucking Saved by the Bell ass butt rock music, being like, this guy is cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Flashes on the, the coolest, <laughs> The coolest scene ever in that movie is whenever there was just, I forget which, which scene it was, but the entire like badass like guitar track mm. was only pinch harmonics. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was, pinch harmonic and then just dive bombs with it the was, tremolo. Yeah, it was literally just like, like if I were to like think of just a joke of like, oh, like cool guy walks and saying, like yeah. just okay, uh, I I want to say, say about the music choices in this movie. There's one I really want to talk mm-hmm. about, and it's the romantic mu- uh, mm. music. Yeah, because it comes it ju- up twice in the comes movie. Up twice in in the movie. Once when they get their big fucking guns, yeah. and the second one is when the Italian guy gropes a stripper that's passed out. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so. I feel the exact same. Uh, <laughs> guns and passed out strippers. <laughs> But it's okay that he gropes the stripper because he'll he'll like tip her. Yeah, that's what, what? he says. I'll tip her. Jeez, that's There's okay a bunch then. Of, uh, super racist jokes in this movie. Uh, they also are like, yeah, all women are just always up on a ton of drugs and yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I guess Ron Jeremy drops hard R's. Ron yeah. Jeremy is in the movie. Hey, yeah. well, you oh, know I what? have another point yeah. of that. If you want to hear why he cast Ron Jeremy. 
He's um, like, yo, I wanted to do with a huge dick, and I got yeah. Willem Dafoe and Ron Jeremy. The, you know. <laughs> Willem Dafoe has a huge dick? Yeah. So, he, oh, he cool. does. This Good. is like I thought this was like common knowledge. It's uh, w- there was what movie That's is what it? I've heard. Uh, it's like Lars von Trier. Yeah, or whatever. he was like, he had, like he, a movie about that. He yeah. used a stunt dick. Lars von Trier made a movie a, about how his no, no. dick is used. There was a there, there was a scene where Willem Dafoe was supposed to be naked, and it like it it freaked out Lars von Trier so much that he used a stunt dick that was smaller. Yeah. I I don't want to be this. I want to. Be, which, I read about which that. Which sounds yeah. like a lie that Troy Duffy would write in this movie. Like, yeah. but also, <laughs> I really don't want to be the guy with the stunt dick. Like, yeah, we have to pick your dick. His yeah. is just too You're big. like terrifying the female lead. You can't have your real dick my out. My dick was so big that then my friend came out of the closet and my black friend told me I could say the end. Even <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine that you like, like you freaked uh, out, like, 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 like an absolute fucking pervert, like Lars von Trier. Like you freaked him out, like. <laughs> So, Which uh, Will- Willem Dafoe is an absolute pimp, and uh, yeah, the, the he's lighthouse good in this is also movie. Fantastic. Yeah, he he acts the shit out of this. No, he's horrible in this movie. He's, he's <laughs> absolutely bad. Like, no, yeah, no, no, he a, just takes no, the script and just runs it's, with it's it. He goes absolutely no buck can, wild. Okay, I think he's good at. Okay. <laughs> so, Willem Dafoe clearly finds out who it is. And the two brothers uh, who are at the hospital because they got hurt in the firefight, you know, when they killed these guys, um, they just go to the police station to turn themselves in to be like, we're going to tell them it's self-defense, which another great like, yo, I could Dumb just, thing. I could convince all the cops. <laughs> like if I just went there and like I use my charm. That's like, like, that's one level above. If you're a cop, you have to tell me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you tell them it's self-defense, they can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, this, this is like the, the type of person that's drunk and just mumbles stuff like, Stand my ground. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Like, like per, that's exactly a perfect thing of that. Then, like, it's always that dude that then would tell you that. Then, like, you know, like, like, all right, I can shoot you right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, uh, this is a phenomenon that I've that I've that I've uh, that's very specific to states like Arizona, where you can like conceal carry without a permit, which I think is the only state. And it would always okay. be like, yeah, yeah, you would yeah. be like, that's wild. Yeah, it'd always be like, you know, like. You know, I just have it on me in case I, you know, in case just I, I have to use it. You know, s- stand your ground. But the thing, of the, the truth of the matter is, even in Arizona, let's say you fucking like commit a self-defense crime, the very first thing that happens is that you you get arrested. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> they never think past and it. Then, like, damn, then, it'd be like, fucking kind of cool. A, uh, then a trial happens, right? Where no, not always. Like, you can get off pretty. Yeah, trial. but you you get arrested, you get interrogated, all that, and then but there's at least some kind of investigation if that's like okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. So uh, they go into the interrogation room with Willem Dafoe and our, our two protagonists. Oh, yes. And Willem Dafoe is about to record yes. them. And one says, and they say, wait. And then they say something in, uh, it, the, the closed captioning said Gaelic. Ew, <laughs> and they dumb shit. speak to each other. And I don't know what, what they were supposed to be saying. They, they, they were talking about like, I can't remember what the exact subtitles was, but it was like talking about can they trust the cops and what uh, this yeah. guy and whatnot. And, and then Willem Dafoe's like, damn, you guys speak other languages? And then they're like, yeah, we speak Russian. And they and say something in Russian. Yeah, I mean, like, in the worst Russian. <laughs> in fairness, though, I have seen like, that is kind of just sort of a very American thing or a very small town American thing because just Americans are just not pushed to learn another language like ever, especially white Americans. And it is it will just blow their minds. But the fact that it's like, a white guy speaks what they show four, five languages: Gaelic, I- Boo, Irish, <laughs> Irish, German, Russian, German, Italian, French. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and like that just blows this what the savant 
fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what's hilarious about it is it's like the parallel to the dumb lib West Wing thing where they're like, yeah, you know, and they went to Harvard and they're a Rhodes Scholar and, yeah. the, you know, he's a priest in his yeah. spare time and he does this. And it's like, like yeah, honestly, he speaks five languages. He always goes to church. You know, he's a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. thinks he's funny as hell. This is this is the mayor piece of religious murderers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this exact same brain poisoning. Right? You guys know what it says on the Harvard, um, uh, like the books? On the Harvard seal. Veritas? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And Equitas? No, not that. I was not hoping that then the same. Like that that would have been so cool. A really yeah. dumb like Boston thing of like, yeah, they're smart. They have the Harvard shit tattooed on them. Well, yeah. So one of the brothers has Veritas tattooed on his hand. Like yeah. on the trigger finger, you know? Yeah, yeah the other one has Equitas. Twisted. So this, this is the other thing that I don't get about those fucking characters. So why did they get all the... Okay. So I agree. How can two people be so cool? Uh, I yeah. was asking myself constantly. Well, that's what the film yes. is definitely going for because there is no fucking conflict. There is no repercussion for any of their actions, like barely. Um, like, everything is just like approved. They're in like they're not even hassled by the cops. They're just like, oh, they come out. Oh, cool. High fives all around. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> fuck yeah, you show them. It's we- literally, and then the whole police station cheered for me, bro. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone clapped. Yes, yeah, it's, it's literally, it's literally our that happened. But like the. Um, um, the thing that like weirds me out, I guess it's like we can talk about how this is a template for just like American police just going hand in hand with like right wing terrorism. But um, the other, what was my kind of like original point here is is the really strange thing I don't get about these characters is that after this bit we get the scene where God speaks to them telling them to kill all the Russians. Uh, <laughs> also, also Italians. Yeah, don't forget. Uh, yeah. kill everyone that yeah. like. Ever did something wrong? Everyone with a parking ticket. Uh, yeah, it was just like every, organized. It crime. was like get rid of all, get rid of all the filth, and then all, only the good people will be left. It's Death Note season two. And <laughs> yeah, the I'm just wondering is is Irish American God just like John F. Kennedy or something like that? Yes, <laughs> God. It's him. I want you. <laughs> Ask now what your cops can do for you. Ask what you can do for your police. So it, it, we do have, we do have kind of like going back to the Hotep shit. We do have like God's representative on Earth, and that is the Kennedy family. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys like in the oldest restaurant, like in downtown Boston. There's sin. the booth where JFK used to sit, and it says the Kennedy booth above it. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Boston legends. <laughs> but but the thing that I don't get about this character is the scene where they're just like, yeah, you have to kill all the fucking um, filth, cut, cut down the tall trees for God. Um, happens. <laughs> And we're meant to believe before this point they had all the like twisted Catholicism tattoos. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. like you see that person, you see that person down the street with the like fucking Virgin yeah, Mary right. tattooed onto the neck. Also damaged on his uh, on his face, but yeah. it's in Latin. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically that. And you think that is a person who thinks God has already spoken to them. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is jihad in in uh in Irish? There is nowhere for jihad. I, I just want to connect the the dots quickly. So Willem Dafoe is like hang on, hang on. I'm looking this up because it translates to struggle, right? That's what jihad used yeah, to Yeah, um yeah. my my jihad was uh, was <laughs> uh, that, that famous book, was it not? Um so, just to connect the dots here, Willem Dafoe's Is character... Is there an organization called The Base? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, what, uh, Kieran, also look up what, what is what is Al Qaeda in. in uh, <laughs> Al Qaeda. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Al Qaeda. Um, so, Willem Dafoe's character is like, damn, you guys are smart. Why are you working in a meatpacking plant? But he just likes them so much. He's like, all right, it was self defense. They can go. Um, you know, everyone thought the exact same thing about um, Abu Bakr al Baghdadi <laughs> when they found him. You know, just as like, uh, you know. When he was working in a meatpacking yeah, plant. Yeah, when, when he was in fucking Abu Ghraib, they're just like, the other dudes came up to me like, damn, like, you know. But the movie does. <laughs> does make sense when you think about it as like like on a on a meta level like it's a, it's like a, a dumb guy telling a story and then it's like and then god said i could do it and like if you're following a story you're like that doesn't make sense because you already had veritas tattooed on you but like <laughs> that's just the way he's telling it yeah and then everyone clapped maybe he just had a message from God earlier. Yeah. So, to, so to listen to any upcoming message from God. The, the <laughs> stay <I'm> tuned. <laughs> the Irish for jihad is trit, which is also the word for fight. I'm very disappointed with this translation. Oh, <laughs> oh, so oh, yeah, God. then the boy, the, the two brothers, I guess, stay in jail overnight, and then they and they get the revelation. Yeah, wait, from they God. were already free. That makes no sense either. Like, ah, uh, never mind. But it, but you got to be cool and stay in jail overnight. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, just hang out. I had a sleepover with my cop friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I. Could I could sleep in jail. Me and six hundred of my mafia friend just walk. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and six hundred of my favorite fucking cop buddies. Um, okay, I just want to read one quote uh, from the director describing the two characters. Um, he cool, says that the two fuck. brothers who work in a Boston meatpacking plant possess mythical saintly airs. Somehow they know five languages. <laughs> This is now, now it's a quote directly from it's him. It's like the one word I didn't expect. That's like the one word I didn't expect to show up. It's like mythical. <laughs> Myth- yeah, yeah, yeah. Magical like, Irish. Yes. Who is like a unicorn and walked into the precinct. <laughs> okay, this is a quote. Sounds like a joke. Two unicorns. Whenever they don't want anyone to know what they're talking about, they speak in Latin, which is wrong because they speak <laughs> Irish. So yeah. The guy- yeah. yeah. Why would you pick a language that nobody speaks? Like. Well, like, uh, no, that that is a smart move. Like, the, the, I get, okay, if this was a smarter film, I'd be like, okay, this is multilingual people in a situation with a cop in America. The language that you could probably be guaranteed that the cop, no, actually, no, in real life, no, <laughs> but Irish is probably like, because the other languages they have are like basic ass, like spoken by millions of people languages. No, I'm talking about the like the fake thing about Latin. Like, all right, let's. Just, well, I, I, I mean, I understand the sense they're of like Catholic. You know, they know Latin. No, but also no Catholic can Russian, speak like, Latin. Like that's these, the thing. These guys can, but oh. they're religious no. zealots. <laughs> Maybe you should have gone to church. They go to church every Sunday. Oh, I mean, that's no, where true. they learn like, it. They are. They are this, the. This, this, is, this is Irish ISIS. So yes, this is something I said in the film, um, and I think I'm going to bring this up while we're watching. I'm going to bring it up now because it's, it's going to come up several times. This is the most live-action anime Catholicism I've ever fucking seen. If anyone doesn't know, there is a TV Tropes page for you can look it up. Anime Catholicism is a thing because Japan doesn't really do that whole, like, organized religion. They're just like, ah, I, uh, my parents were Buddhist, I had a Shinto wedding, and I had a Christian funeral, whatever the fuck goes. It's happens. Work until you die. But, uh, Japan, ah, Korea invited us over. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, like, the... Um, but the thing is, they just don't really understand organized religion. So the concept of like people who make cartoons in Japan is just like organized religion. That's when like they just think all Europeans and Americans are just super into religion because they're not. Therefore, anything that has to be like gung ho about it. And anime Catholicism is like big titted nuns shooting vampires. Nice. Um, the 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 TV show. What was it called? 
Uh, the main character, um, I forgot the name, but there was the main character was Alucard, which is Dracula backwards. What? Um, what? I know, right? But like, it was an elite vampire that was hired by the Vatican to hunt other lesser vampires, and he answered directly to the Pope. This is what <laughs> Catholicism is. And of course, all 100% Latin fluent. Wait. This is what Catholicism is to anyone who does not understand or has this is exactly this is why the movie was so successful internationally it spoke this you know it transcended <laughs> american <Japan>. culture <laughs> he actually mentioned the japanese audiences in his uh, in his uh, director's commentary oh, no and he uh, mentioned what reason. like like the audience in japan who was watching the movie the, for some strange reason the japanese audience there was a section of the japanese population that really resonated with just strict corporal punishment <laughs> weird and huh. killing everyone for their immediate failures i i just want to finish this quote from the director and then we can talk about their uh, um, um, hostage video <laughs> hideout okay they're very humble people but at the same time they get into lots of bar fights always drinking but every Sunday they make sure they get their ass to church they're just waiting for a hint from God to tell them what the hell they should be doing we're still talking about the Japanese <laughs> <laughs> that was like midway through Japanese and bar fights what <laughs> oh that does happen yeah <laughs> and the like the two main characters I don't even do they have names? McManus. That was the McManus brothers. Yeah, I, I completely yeah, I like, forgot. never even they're just, thought of they're it. Just, they're just the bros. I'm going to say Sean cool. and Connor. Let's just guess. I, probably, I bet I'm right. Also, uh, I looked up uh, because we were con- concerned at the end. Uh, no, neither of them are, in, in fact, Irish. Oh, boo. Uh, wow. Uh, one, one is definitely like Irish-American. Oh, okay. One is not. Yeah, because he's like Sean Flannery something. Yeah, and then someone else is like, Moran Reedus. And I'm like, all right, all right. Um, after they get this revelation from God, like they are fucking ready. Like suddenly they have the hookup, they have a plug who just has like a whole like secret oh, that's the hideout best scene. That is the full best of weapons. Scene. Yeah, that's, that's my that's my moment. favorite part in the uh, the hero's journey: the full acceptance of the call, <laughs> no refusal, just do it, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> but the best part of that fucking yeah. So they go, they find their their boy who is you know he's with the cause obviously. And then, like, they give him money and they give him all this shit with the fucking, I don't know, the, the, the stuff that they stole from the Russian dudes. And he's like, oh, all right, cool. Like, and he goes and turns the light on. And it literally is where you would film Irish ISIS, like, interrogation videos and, or, yeah. or uh, uh, whatever, like, the, where you're going to decapitate the, you know, uh, pagan journalists who aren't Irish Catholics. <laughs> Like there's just it's just a fucking anti-aircraft gun in front of a mural of the Irish flag. It's a really lame mural as well. The actual like dairy murals are much better than that. It's all just like really swole Irish guys hugging really swole Palestinian guys. Yeah, I want. Yeah, uh, like I was honestly expecting that because one one of you guys was like, "Oh, watch for the mirror, watch the mirror." I'm like, "It's gonna be fucking yeah, pimp with the fucking balaclava and AR-10." Just no, I I just said that because the the quote above the Irish flag was so pretentious. But what has anyone written it down? No, no, it, but like, it was like something super keep edgy. Company with saints or something. It, yeah. I, th- I think it is the. It's the go big or go home. It is. Uh, <laughs> said that in Irish. You do you. <laughs> Wait, no. But that is the American mindset. Go don't, big. Or go don't, home. don't doubt your vibes. It knows it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it is. It is. I think it perfectly. Uh, it's a little hint, but there was this. So Irish Republicanism as a movement was always like really contradictory because it was like this supposedly Marxist movement, anti-imperialist movement, but it was like heavily wrapped up in uh, traditional Catholicism, which was really anti-communist. 
Um, so that was all really confused. But in America, it was simple. It was just blood and soil nationalism. Um, so the mural was never going to be like, as soon as you said mural, I was like, okay. And then I thought of the dairy mural, but it was like, no, it would never have yeah. anything to do with the Antifada on it. Of course not. It would just be, it just has to be exactly what it is, which is a flag in front of some guns. <laughs> it's like, but like in the same way that what the concept of Ireland for Irish Americans is like this dream. It's like a dream. You can't read text in a dream, right? There's just these like vague pictures that pop up. Yeah. And it's just like yeah irish flag <laughs> there's no more specificity than that like well, what else could they be they can't they can't even articulate like what there's nothing there um the big thing that this uh the big thing that this scene sets up is two things like the the rope and the knife yeah and yeah. uh the one character says to the other oh when will you ever use a rope and a knife to kill poor people and he sa he says well Let's see. Maybe. Oh, poor. They're like the head of the Russian fucking whatever. The uh, the poor of spirit. The Russian, <laughs> the, the Russian yakuza or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. So we do get in. I did kind of lose the thread from here <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, then they then just kind of start killing people. Yeah. They literally they, like. What's the dude from Jimmy Neutron whose like eyes were all googly? Oh, another one that like comic relief character. Yeah, exactly. There's name. like, yeah, that they just like murk him. There's a, there's a <laughs> Russian guy who him growing up a couple of pounds. Yeah, yeah. Who, who just like looks and talks like a literal video game NPC yeah. in the middle of the room. But his like his eyes are going two complete different ways. Yeah. He looks yeah. like that fucking kid yeah. from Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, they kill him. I mean, the actor was really terrible because like they had the, they do the whole like cool guy thing of like gun behind his head so they're saying the prayer and he's not acting convincingly as anyone would be in that situation. He wasn't whimpering. He was like still <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. as if you were right. If, as, if, as if he was an NPC character <laughs> made by Bethesda in a situation where they weren't meant to be, like just walking into a wall and still going. Um, we should note that it is around this point where it seems like the film is trying to make some commentary, but it doesn't really come yeah. back to it very much. They're like, they keep quoting movies and they're like, this isn't a movie, what are you doing? And then they're like, yeah, this will, oh, this will be like Rambo or we need rope like Charles Bronson and then, and then William Defoe's character when they find the murdered NPC Russian, they're like, this is from bad television. This is from like watching too many movies. No professionals yeah. do this. That never happens real, in yeah, real life. Real, like real 2000s, shit. like yeah. just really postmodern. Post yeah, yeah, just trying to be as meta as you fucking possibly can. Like, yeah, my yeah. life a movie, but I am not. <laughs> yeah, and they like come in through like the AC duct, so like it's typical movie shit. They break through the wall, hang from the ceiling upside down, and tangled in their fucking rope, and like spin around like a disco ball, <laughs> shoot everyone in the again. Head. It is it is literally it is literally uh um that thing where Mac from It's Always Sunny is talking about how he's gonna like break into the World Series. And like gonna do a backflip while he has like two Mac tens just like lighting up the stadium for no reason, <laughs> and then rappels down the like wall like like though he climbs up the like the facade of the stadium and then does a backflip down or something and like in his head and like that is that scene and it's so cool and this is like if I watch this movie as Mac it is beautiful. Um, we should point out that none of the like the like they keep quoting this vaguely religious sounding stuff. Uh, none of it's from the Bible. No, uh, Duffy says in the director's commentary um, he wrote it for the film. His dad helped. His dad, who is some also leader in the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. So after this, like their dumb Italian friend joins them, 
and they, I yeah. mean, oh, I, Rocco, I'm, I'm baby. Not, I'm not trying to be offensive. Like he's just that's his character. Yeah, they keep calling him the dumb Italian guy. Be careful, yeah. he's. He, a PLC. They're calling him the funny man, and that's very like meta because he's literally like the Crazy. jester in every Shakespeare play. Yeah. So then they he kills Damn. some people. Pat, oh, uh, what's wow. his name? Uh, uh, Troy Duffy. Yeah. He knows his shit. Huh? Troy he Duffy definitely read like King Lear or yeah, something. Yeah, dude. He's that's. <laughs> My man's smart. <laughs> Troy the Bard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like Rocco also gets sent to the Russian mob meeting to like kill people, like the, the Italian guy, and they like see him at the door um, and they decide to do a little prank on them, um, uh, on him. And as soon as they realize that he was sent there with a revolver to kill nine people, they're like, yo, dude, you're a setup. <laughs> Yeah, so then he just joins them. Yeah, he yeah. joins them by killing like other contacts in like the Italian mafia, and of right. course, like it's uh, a contacts industry. You can't do that. Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, all, all the mafia people th- think that the Italian is the one that's murking all yeah. of the people. Also, uh, like after every crime, um, so it, it's always like framed in the sense like like backwards because you see Willem Dafoe's character like analyze it like what happened and then you see what actually happened uh, and then there's always this like news footage of this Sarah McBride and she's always like here's the crime uh, these very very evil people died everyone thinks it's cool yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating yeah. no one is sad about yeah, this yeah. one <laughs> they, they say that in the movie like uh Crime against organized crime has risen, but no one's sad about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is how uh, I remember Big correctly rock. too. This is a, this is a throwback to uh, again, Big Brain Man uh, Troy Duffy being like, "Yeah, um, this is a this is a throwback to how I feel about the RAF." <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, as it goes on, there's a confusing part where there's some like ultra hitman working for the Italian mob, and then to kill him, they get some ultra hitman out of jail who's Irish. And, and what's his name? Oh, <laughs> Il Duce, played by Billy Connolly, the Scottish actor. Well, it's a melting pot, you know? It's America. Yeah. So I, I actually want to say, because for whatever reason, at the very last scene when they're in the courthouse, they decide to like do native Irish accents. And for a film set in Boston, there's actually very little Boston accents. There's yeah. just with the cops, isn't it? Yeah, like the the old kind of higher up cop that just yeah. like says, yo, I want this like done by the numbers. And then, yeah, he's, he's in the opening yeah. scene and then like never yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, they do like traditional Irish accents at the very end. And the only one doing a decent job is Billy Connolly because anyone who can do accents from the UK can probably do a decent Irish accent because it's right fucking there. Uh, Rob, yeah. I want to know this though too because you are also from the Boston area. Please. And so, and not, uh, well, let's just talk no, about no, no, that's no. the movie. You don't, analysis time. You don't have a, you don't have a fucking, uh, uh, you don't have an, uh, a, a Boston accent either. Like what is this front? It is a fake thing. It's not a real, not like, that many people have a Boston accent. No. It's very specific to like yeah. some you, neighborhoods in Boston. You mean to tell me you're not wicked? <laughs> and I do like, say wicked sick. That's uh, like, um, Really? Yeah, things are wicked, wicked smart. smart. <laughs> yeah, are you wicked smart or something? Wicked smart. Yeah, um, but we're going into analysis, so let's find out. Yeah, no, but wait, but one one quick uh, thing before we go into the you know whatever uh, uh, Lacanian analysis. Then I did my Lacanian analysis. Yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. Well, I got another one. Maybe a Star Wars reference. Yeah. Well, first, first the, mo- the the absolute best scene is where because uh, Willem Dafoe is you know obviously. Uh, 
doing this cool. detective work, being cool. Like, and like the the last one, the the last crime scene that then he solves then happens at the same time, like with him there, like reenacting it yes. at the same time, yeah. and <laughs> which is a framing device they introduce in the last third of the film. Yeah, <laughs> which like it, it, the level of inconsistency is perfect. But my, the best part is that then he just fucking like they're in like a rich white neighborhood, and he just like. While the shootout, like like reenacting the shootout, Willem Dafoe gets so into it. He does the best scene where he just fucking pulls out his handgun and just unloads a clip into the air. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. had a firefight. It is kind of like you yeah. know, it like is so orgiastic cool. bliss. Like yeah. he just looks so happy. And he's yeah, yeah he's like he, oh, you know what he's like? He's like that guy, uh, uh, the guy who looks like the uh, the um, what is it? The 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 Turkish dude who killed the ambassador to uh uh. Russia, the the Russian ambassador to Turkey. Remember that when that happened like three years ago, after remember. like the 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 Turkish ultranationalist like went into an art gallery and just shot him when he was giving a speech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Video I see the photo. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like, that was when Turk vision was canceled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, he literally has a fucking moment like that where he's just so like stoked in the moment that he just. Yeah, like, I remember you know. the photo. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. And 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 like him shooting his gun, like the uh, also like hip slightly angled and always like incredibly badly queer coded, like and 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 like the. He didn't the, get it. He's gay. Yeah, and and like the pistol, like shooting his pistol, like a sort of phallic symbol of like his. Lots of phallic. Like yeah. his ecstasy of. Of, of this bloodbath, it's yeah. That's it's like a visual metaphor for like coming buckets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was shooting it was ropes. Wait, so many ropes. We, we have to mention maybe my favorite part of the movie. Um, so in the scene where they uh, in this last big scene, they they kill the. You don't need to follow the exact details. They kill the super Italian hitman, uh, and then the Billy Connolly hitman's coming to kill them also. So they're gonna shoot up at them. Doesn't matter. So they're Rocco. They're they're like Italian. Third, uh, in, in, in the in the crew, he finally <laughs> kills the guy, and they go over to congratulate him, give his homie a kiss. He puts his hand over his mouth and kisses the back of his hand. <laughs> so smooth. That's yeah, just... it's when you want to be affectionate but not gay by yeah, any uh, means. No, can't do that. Uh, the, okay, so I think this this would lead into this little scene. I think leads into one of my things I'm going to put into the analysis fire, which is this Ooh, is. Hot. Irish American persecution complex the movie because mm. like the really really interesting thing that's set out from the very beginning but is a consistent part of this whole film is the Irish would never call the cops right you know oh there was there was a shooting in a Boston neighborhood oh, there was, oh yeah they say that multiple times yeah oh like, hey, you know no, this neighborhood no one's talking yeah these no, Irish. no one's no one's talking they're not talking to the cops. As if Irish people in the 1990s, Irish Americans are still the exact same as they were in like yep. the 1860s, like a persecuted subhuman yeah, yeah. minority. That's my favorite book, How the Irish Never Changed. By <laughs> <laughs> How the Irish Never Became White. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's. <laughs> it's called My Jihad. My <laughs> <laughs> um, But like, yeah, so. That's that's a really interesting thing because there's the other bit that's telling on themselves because that's the whole that 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 whole premise only works that whole thing has to be there to explain Will Defoe's character because otherwise there would just be a million eyewitnesses to this crime and he wouldn't be needed to reconstruct the whole scene because everyone would know. But then, he doesn't have an excuse to do river dance on top of a couch. <laughs> Excuse me, he's river dancing. Yes. Uh, anyway, the. Um, 
But the thing that gets really interesting about them telling on themselves is like, okay, yeah, the first crime with the the Russian guys in this like seedy looking ass neighborhood. No one called the cops. Sure, kind of makes sense. This is an underprivileged community, whatever. They don't trust the cops. They think calling the cops makes things worse, which is correct. Maybe they assume that everyone already called the cops and then no one <laughs> called the cops. Yeah, yeah. hyper cops. Well, my theory was that no one was around because it's an Irish-American neighborhood. They are all the cops and there was <laughs> elsewhere. They were on duty. Yeah, it's and a they, ghost town they, they, they heard the gunshots and were like, oh no, I'm off duty. <laughs> I can't do this right they, now. They, they just <laughs> assumed that it was a black kid who got shot could, by could, a cop and they were like, whatever. Yeah. By the Time and they were just like, it wasn't yeah. me. Okay. They, they, by they, they by heard, the time I get there, there's nothing I can do. Like, do it tomorrow. They they couldn't hear the gunshots uh, over the noise of their wives uh, they make when they hit them. Yes. But this is the thing that's like telling on themselves because, again, the whole like, Willem Dafoe has to explain everything because no one saw it. He has to reconstruct it with the evidence that's left. Listen there. to classical music. There it makes was, you smart. Yeah. Smart. But there was like an open fucking, as he says, firefight, as in Nick correctly points out, this bougie-ass neighborhood, <laughs> as if as soon as like five men, one woman doesn't recognize, would immediately call the cops at that point. Well, this well, is what... more black, so... But, but this is this was foreshadowing or perfect of the Boston mindset because the Boston... This makes them truly police, you know, because in uh, after the Boston Marathon bombing, famously... The whatever the the younger one, uh, Jokar Sanayev, like was on the run, and they like shut down vast like like cute like multiple Boston like rich suburbs and just drove tanks down the street, yeah, and were, like, yeah. kicking it down everyone's backyards, and they found him hiding under someone's boat, and they just like riddled the boat with bullets. The, the Boston police did. Yeah. You can still find like Boston police shitheads. Like they'll interview them, like, how did you feel on that day? <laughs> well, you know, because they're called up from like another, like a like a further out suburb to like this is their big day. Yeah. Boston nine eleven happened. We we got to go in. We, we did it, guys. We have, we have to make Boston proud. Like an officer O'Shaughnessy, who's yeah. like you know yeah. finally don't finally, come home if you don't. That fire That IDF your gun. training is finally gonna help. <laughs> there's there's one that 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 uh, went around recently, like a few months ago, but it was the new head of the uh, Massachusetts Police Union, and he was just writing ridiculously racist stuff about like the, this is like when the caravan was. A big like boogeyman oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Fox News and he was writing like well don't worry we're happy to take care of him once they get here like that's what this guy was writing in the like magazine for the Boston Police Union and I looked up the guy he's from uh, Arlington um, the same town where Dane Cook is from <laughs> <laughs> if you want a sense of you know the Jordan Peterson lived there yeah. Um, and they, he has this long interview with like how did you feel that day like because yeah. he was like called up to the big leagues to go like drive a tank down Watertown <laughs> alright go ahead Kieran sorry okay. to be honest I felt quite powerful <laughs> <laughs> just as I was driving down doing that thing in, like you do in GTA where you just constantly rotate the turret <laughs> 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 hang on if I fire backwards I can make the tank fly <laughs> yo that's how you could get into the second part of Vice City yeah, right. <laughs> before you completed the campaign. Exactly. Uh, that's, how that's how you get into like the gated communities. <laughs> you have to shoot the tank into it. Um, but the but the thing that like about the persecution complex thing is so the film starts to fall apart very quickly. Where it's like, okay, rough neighborhood. I'll I'll. I'll buy into the fantasy world that this is all white Irish people that don't, that don't trust the cops. That's fine. But then we get into no one called the cops in the bougie-ass neighborhood because it's also all Irish and the <laughs> Irish have ascended in America because that's true to 1990s America. Um, but for some strange reason, they still don't trust the cops. Like, it's... it's 
they they just contradicted themselves in that like moment. We don't call nine one one. We don't call the cops. <laughs> Once you forget get it, man. It's Irish town. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get the Irish word for a jihad tattooed on your hand, no matter how rich you are, you're. <laughs> it is just in English Irish word for jihad. <laughs> I'll look it up later. <laughs> I'll forget uh, about the appointment with the tattoo artist. Let's just go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, um. I hated this. I hated everything about it. I've never seen... I have not seen a movie this bad in a while. Oh, Okay. What? Like, have you... Like any Zack Snyder movie, I think are comparable. Speaking of other openly fascist directors. I think, but, but that's the thing. <laughs> yes. This is like... It's, it's terrible, but Zack it's Snyder. more interesting. He wrote, do like 300 and stuff like that. Like uh, Batman, thing, Superman, three hundred. Yeah, yeah. 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 things like three hundred have like a yeah, hundred million dollar budget, and then this is like a you know like a auteur from this like just this dumb guy from uh, Connecticut who's like making his version, and it's terrible. But somehow there's something like interesting just how like strangely like eerie like it's in this uncanny valley of like not quite like a three hundred level like fascist movie but mm-hmm. like yeah. almost there and it's kind of like a weird like hall of mirrors kind of reflection of the same sentiment well well as as i said like after watching the movie it's it, it feels like dumb guy fascism the entryist movie towards that like the, the this dissatisfaction with like you know crime or uh black people or whatever um and this is the movie that tells you Hey guy, it's it's okay. You you can kill. You can kill a little bit as a treat. So, I want to. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think that kind of like falling into that as well is that like any movies about just being like a vigilante that then are pro vigilante <laughs> is uh, yeah nothing encapsulates American just you know fascism better than that you know whether it be uh, um, and I know that then people like Chijek probably disagree about this with like Fight Club but exact same pre- like premise is that like you can. It's indistinguishable in in the case of Fight Club. You have a socialist reading of it, but you can also have like a fascist reading. Yeah, yeah, and I but but still like there's just this one's just like straight up in your face. Like the cops love them. Like it's like these white dudes just fucking going around just like murking people that they don't like, and it's like we're not we're just not going to do anything about it. The scene that kind of. just explains the thesis of the film is Willem Dafoe in the confession box. Right. Yeah. Can you uh, like, explain? Damn, it they're so cool. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it's Willem Dafoe who's this again kind of set out at the beginning by the books federal agent, and he's basically after having a bit of a a, a bit of a um, all nighter uh, at the gay bar on the corner from the Catholic Church. Um, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> called, uh, yeah. Uh, again, so convenient. Uh, again, it's called yeah. the altar boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, he he goes into the confessional box and basically says, you know, oh, I'm having this ethical dilemma of there's these guys going around. He's kind of like basically without telling the police, has already figured out who they are. He knows that they're uh, they never really make this a point of tension, but he knows that one of them is yeah. Italian, two of them's Irish. Uh, yeah. um, so he's just like. I know what they're doing, is, but I, th- I feel like what they're doing is right, is basically. They, they have to do yeah. what's done. He mentions, like, he, he, he basically says red tape yeah. around. Yeah. I wrote it down. I put evil men behind bars, but there's so much red tape. They do all the things I wish I could do. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's like, uh, this, like, quintessential message from, like, all the Dirty Harry movies. Yeah. Of, like, 
um, well, I want to do something about the bad people, but the good people won't let me do something about the bad people. We kind of talked about this, like, uh, we, we cut it out for the last episode, but was, like, basically every cop film in the 80s, even the comedy ones, like the Beverly Hills Cop, are all just, the premise of those films are the cops have to break the rules if you want to get shit done. And that just is, like, the social conditioning for we had to set... 12 people on this one black guy. So this is an interesting, um, because he even mentions this, actually, the the director. Um, because a lot of those movies we're talking about are like 70s, 80s, right? It's this kind of yeah. like, I don't know. It's it's definitely of its time. And this is 1999, 2000. Like, um, I think we mentioned before, like definitely influenced by like what a, what like, uh, a dumb guy thinks of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm. Um, so he, he, this is a quote from the Troy Duffy. Everyone's like, so you got a story like Death Wish, huh? I guess people know the movie Death Wish. His wife gets killed and he goes yeah, and wants yeah, to kill yeah. the people. It's like a revenge film. Another yeah, exactly. very fascist movie. Yeah, But here's the difference. I'm like, no, it's not like Death Wish because these guys are killing everybody who's inherently evil. That's it. It's not like, <laughs> hey, you raped my evil. wife and killed my family. I'm coming after six particular dudes. It's like, I don't know you. I've never seen you before in my life, but you're a drug dealer. You're a pimp. You're in the mob. You die. That's it. <laughs> They have that. They uh, oh. they they have that extra uh, bone in their pinky that allows them to be inherently evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that yeah, that, they, that makes it pretty clear. Yeah. They they have the like skull circumference of evil. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which like and um, this is kind of where Joker comes in because I feel like what Joker did as to explain how crime happens in mm. America is exactly what Boondock Saints doesn't explain. So, like, um, in America, like, crime is typically explained by individualistic factors. Like, if you're a criminal, maybe that's because of you, because of your psyche, because yeah. you're an aggressive fuck, or, you you're know, because of your... evil. Yeah, you know, because of your brain pan. Yeah. And, um, or it's explained by your direct surrounding, like your school life, your... The, the 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 place you live, your family, your and material so, conditions. Well, not well, not really these, oh, okay. and that's kind of the weird thing. Like in American criminology, is like for for the longest time, it didn't factor in like material conditions. Mostly, like it didn't factor in like society in general. Like there was you know, no. You know that that thing we live in. <laughs> yes, exactly. Why Joker is better? <laughs> because it Joker does live in. Joker's society. actually like a like a good movie though. Like yeah. let's not let's not get it twisted here. Yeah. Like you can't compare them. So the one thing about Joker, which I, I liked, but I see the problem in Joker in the sense the part of the reason Joker is so even if it's like unintentional, it's just like kind of brilliant in the sense is it captures the movement from when the modern Joker was invented in The Dark Knight Rises. What was that two thousand and eight until today? Like you have the rise of this alt right you know, whatever people um, uh, on 4chan or 8chan who are like identify with the Joker who are like, yeah, that's me. Like I live in a, damn, I live in a society and I can be like that. And the, the Joker, I think, um, mostly shows that like, yeah, there's other people around you suffering in the same conditions. They're mostly black, if you know, in, in this for this white character. Yeah. And, and you're alienated from that, and instead you're just, I'm going to be the Joker. But the, the one, if there's a failing in the Joker, it's that it takes this very contemporary feeling 
But the only like movie language we have to express that is back in the 70s and 80s. So it's a little like atemporal in the I sense s- that you transfer I, the Joker character back there. I still believe, because he was trying to be a stand-up comedian, I still believe it was in the 70s because if it was in modern times, we'd have to deal with the fact that the Joker had a Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted to deal with that. Um, yes. I, I, I really like... like um, Oh, what did the Joker tweet in 2015? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm just saying, look it up. <laughs> uh, oh, where was I? I? Well, uh, maybe we can um, take another one to add. Well, yes, to the specific reasons of, like, if you an- analyze crime in the way that it, it had, has historically been analyzed in America, of course it's inherently racist. Because if you... Uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with like taking a, like uh, like collecting data on how these people are on their psyche and, and stuff. That does like that is a point that creates crime. It does, but if you if you analyze it without like t- uh, taking uh, uh, like social conditions into consideration, you quickly come to the point of well, all these black people commit crimes because they're black, not all these. Like not people. because they're poor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me just slam down a copy of the bell curve. Yeah. You know, yeah exactly. While you make that fucking argument. Um, yeah. That's that's the one that then. Yeah. Like like it never. It, the U.S. in general has a. Um, that's a, like that book is a perfect example of just someone just not looking at then you know socioeconomic conditions of people you know yeah. that are obviously based on race in the United States. Yeah. yeah. But and, whatever. Uh, it's just that there's a correlation between being poor and being a person of color. But yeah, absolutely. But also, all the like data from the bell curve was taken from like apartheid South Africa. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, like, it wasn't black people in the states. No, like, uh, uh, and the fact that that book ended up on the New York Times like bestseller list again. Yeah, it just came out like, with another book, Charles. Yeah, Byrne. dude, that guy like like burn he's, him and his stupid. He's fucking eating book. good in the modern yeah. you know, establishment academia. Yeah, yeah, I I too want to m- recreate apartheid South Africa. <laughs> My, hello, my name is, you know, Stefan Molyhew, Jordan Peterson, who, uh, uh, Steven Pinker, whoever fucking else endorses that book. Yeah. This is my TED Talk. Sargon of Akkad. <laughs> so we, we have this deeply fascist impulse. What I want to talk to just as we, like, move towards the end here is the international reception. I don't have the exact numbers or the data, but it is popular internationally. It is not just a U.S. thing. <sighs> and I want to unpack with our... Uh, I hate you. Our international... Uh, uh, International podcast correspondence and our correspondence. <laughs> what exactly? <laughs> what about it speaks to um, dumb guy culture? Dumb guy culture. Dumb well, well, guy well, culture. Well, the fact that that this dumb guy culture exists around the world and that this can speak to it. Uh, just as an example, uh, the German Wikipedia for the movie has several bands or groups, musical groups that quote from the movie, mostly metal and techno. Hell yeah. can, I, can I ask? Hang on. So. Quote, as in put it into the lyrics or like that kind of like audio sample. Audio sample. Mostly audio sample. It's metal and deathcore. What do you think? Like audio samples probably Uh, like before a breakdown or something. It's shit. German uh, German group Forever It Shall Be and their song Flatline. Um, That's the scene. uh, Something from Rocco. Worst one to choose. Nargaroth, Hate Song. That's from Smecker. They have a monologue from Smecker. Feindflug. Faustrecht is the song. That's a I'm techno still, song. I'm still pretty sure that's just a Nazi band because no one <laughs> would call themselves that if they weren't Nazis. That has apparently several samples of film dialogue. <laughs> of oh. course. Oh, curious. Milking yeah, the Goat Machine is a, is a metal band and that's just called like Ding... I think that's from the sequel. It's Ding Dong. Like Ding Dong, motherfucker. Yeah, that's the you. Mexican sidekick because Rocco uh, dies at the end of like 
Boondock Saints yeah. one. Sorry for the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, at least oh, it's like a similar scene to uh, in Boondock Saints two. It's like a similar scene to um, to the Russian killing in Boondock Saints one, where they're in a hotel, like big hotel suite, and uh, they're like a, there's an assassination going on with the two brothers. They're also hanging from a rope, but outside the window, Sick. and then shooting everybody. And then after everything, you mean you mean it's 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 that level in uh, in uh, Black Ops Two where you are in Venezuela and you're trying to turn off the uh, the the dam. Yeah. Given that game, that game came out in like what 2011 and foreshadowing. My yeah. Dude. Did not have any uh, yeah. a connection so, to the CIA. So then uh, the Mexican sidekick. Um, is also like a room service boy, like our man Rocco was in Boondock Saints 1. <laughs> and he's like amping himself up in front of the door and thinking of a cool thing to say. And then he hears everything like going off and doesn't get through the door until everything's done. Comes in, both guns pulled and yells like, ding dong, motherfuckers, ding dong. It's just, That's it's a cool one-liner. I gotta say, it's funny. <laughs> Um, the other, there's some more groups. Um, the Dutch DJ Headhunters, maybe you know them. That's like the hard style in Dutch. Fit perfectly. People who like, yeah, uh, people who like hard style would definitely love this this movie. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hardcore is my leven. Hardcore will never die. <laughs> Wait, so I have, I have a question for you guys. So what, what, what would you guys count as, we'll just talk about Germany. What is the German like hot couch movie other than this? From my experiences, everyone loves Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Um, yes, 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 yes and right. it's interesting. See, look, we were bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because like I want, bad, I want Brad Pitt to spank my I, grandfather. I, I, I've literally had this conversation where they're like that movie Christoph Waltz's character. He's so good. And how evil he is. <laughs> it, it makes me horny for being a Nazi hunter. <laughs> but, like, you, you understand my point, like, how the Christoph Waltz character plays a similar role to the Smecker character in that they're, like, Smegma. a little crazy and, like, but they're cool and badass, even if, they have, even if they're bad. Yeah, you know I what I mean? I think that's just, like, unfortunate because, like, okay, Christoph Waltz's role in Inglorious Bastards is actually very good. He does it. I think he does an excellent job of executing that. He's become, like, a quintessential Tarantino movie. And I think it is like a perfect encapsulation of that. Then you have like, given the movie Kingdom comes a lot later, but what would be then like the dumb guy version of that is like, oh, I'm going to get another big Hollywood actor. And it's just so unfortunate that it is Willem Dafoe because he is so good. And just like, let's write him as bad as you possibly can. You well, know, like, we're he, like, and it, it, like that movie is literally trying to be like, as, as, as you said, like, uh, uh, maybe you said this before, maybe you said this off, off air of that then, like you see one or two Quentin Tarantino movies and those are the only movies that you've ever seen. You're like, I want to fucking do that. Like <laughs> that is, is, yeah. is a perfect encapsulation of that. The other big dumb guy, uh, hot couch, uh, movie in Germany is the one that's just the international hot couch guy movie, like, uh, fight club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, so th this is something I wanted to talk to with the role of, like, how the fact that the movies come from the U.S. plays a particular role. So before, uh, when, when, I got, when I arrived here today, I mentioned Uwe Boll to you guys, mm -hmm. who is a German director. Auteur. He's an auteur. Well, <laughs> so what's interesting to me, so the only movie I know by him is Rampage, right? That's his most famous movie, I, um, I would, probably. I don't know. You know what? I've actually seen Far Cry in theaters. <laughs> So, but I pirated that movie and it was garbage. It was hot garbage. <laughs> right. Like compared to Boondock Saints, um, Boondock Saints should have gotten an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll I'll just say my point about Uwe Boll quickly, and then you guys can t t tell me what you think. Okay. Because there's something interesting about the fact that you have this German director. So in the Rampage, it's 
similar. It's probably even more extreme than this in the sense that a guy just wakes up and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill a bunch of people just because why not? <laughs> um, but he is a German, but, but it's an American character and it takes place in the US, but you have a German director doing it. And so you have these movies like Fight Club, The Boondock Saints that are popular internationally, but it's always this very like, yeah, in, in America, you can do violence. Like you can, there's that violence going on there. Like here, I don't know, it's not quite possible. There's something I was saying like Feuerbachian about it, right? Like you're dispelling your power or agency into this like other realm that you can't quite access. And so you have this uh, situation where like, it, it kind of parallels the dumb guy lies from the movie. Like in the movie, they're like, bro, if, if I were handcuffed around a toilet, dude, I would just fucking go beast mode and rip my wrist out of the handcuff. Like I could do it. And you have this, uh, in, in real life, you have this situation where like, honestly, bro, on a shice, if I were American, then I fucking, I, I would kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm, I were I'm German, American, so I, I, would, I would buy like a dozen guns and just go yeah, to yeah. town on people. I, I think the, uh, like, of course you have like the, the kind of German dumb guy that's, for example, in the Pegida movement and like having like the, hey, look at this. This is really funny. This is Merkel in a noose. So she, she gets killed by us. Very good. <laughs> uh, but... Um, See, see, Americans, this is how you actually do German accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I will not apologize. <laughs> no, you're, you're allowed to. You're POC. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think uh, in, in German movies, usually they don't go that far. Like, I, I think if, if I could, like, conjure up, like, the most fascistic thing, like, a German could write about a German character, it would be something like... Um, a Tischweiger Tatort. Yeah, like a, a, a really, a really smart German that is like kind of authoritarian and has like the yeah lock up the pedos uh, uh, vibes, right? But he then just owns the lips into submission, not like killing them, but uh, Adolf Hitler. Yeah, yes, <laughs> they use exactly. facts and logic. Yes. Yeah. It go, uh, a <laughs> I, have, I have facts tattooed on one hand, and my brother has <laughs> logic. logic tattooed on his hand. <laughs> After I ate the finger, like an extra finger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just imagine just Ben Shapiro giving that like speech, which is really fast. Like yeah. when he's about to, you know, oh, that's a, that's a perfect thing because like Ben Shapiro is also just like a fucking like you know limp wristed little baby. Who then would totally probably fit, fit, like just fetishizes of like if I could just get my hands on Bernie Sanders, I would do the fucking Boondock Saints like speech. No, and yeah. you know, before I own people with facts, facts, do not care about your feelings. Before I own people with facts and logic, I say some cool shit in Latin. Ad hominem, tu quoque. Yeah. Uh, 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 the uh, sign yeah. of the cross in Latin. Cui uh, bono. Uh, A German self-insert fascist character. At the end. He doesn't just want to uh, like produce violence, like and and uh, and oppress. He wants to be established. Like, it's always a, a he. Uh, 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 he is an established figure at the end that controls uh, in a way that doesn't necessitate violence, because that's the true like uh, of uh, like fantasy. Yeah, and fans. he like they do this like hero story thing of. Um, the the vigilante not staying a lone wolf like at the end of Boondock Saints, but <laughs> yeah, um, but but instead they do this hero's journey thing of the hero returning to the community. Any other questions?
their comments on the fascism. <laughs> uh, no, fascism is bad. Yes. But I, I think there's something yeah. there. Like, fascism bad. We're afraid to say it outside the paywall, but behind yeah. the paywall, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, since we're behind the... I could admit that I don't fully understand this, uh, even though we're doing a podcast about you know European politics and the global uh, aspects of it. But like, there's, there is some dynamic between like... Like I mean, European like I think I think your analysis is like completely true, but there's also the like unstated fact of like European colonialism as yes. it exists, yeah. and like the settler like outward. all these settlers. Yeah. I mean, like in the the white white yeah. supremacy came from somewhere, but it's like it's incubated in a different way when it's like set up in this different logic where like in the U.S. like. We can't. We don't have time to be like talking about facts and logic. Like, there's just gotta be violence. That's the only language people understand. And so, like, there's a certain balance back and forth. And and I, I mean, I was joking with the Lacanian stuff, but there's something about it. Like, if you're in Europe now, you you know that it's like, yeah, you know, we're in NATO. <laughs> like, the U.S. is holding us down. They're doing stuff out there. To, like, it's violent to like keep everything. You know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's weird, Rob. It's almost as if like fascism is like the methods of uh, colonialism turned inward, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, um, <laughs> uh, no one said it. Santi. No, no one said it yet. Uh, but Kieran did make a joke that they're setting up ISIL, the, Isla- the Irish state in uh, Iroquois land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Wait. So I, I, I want to make one point about Boston, though before we finish because it somehow fits into we have this like international audience seeing this like particularly like violence as it's represented in American movies um, but the whole like I referenced this at the beginning the dude's not from fucking Boston yeah. <laughs> like and that's the thing that pisses you off the most it pisses me off the most because it's important because not my what is but like it is it is simultaneously he's not from Boston but it is the most Bostonian thing Boston exists as this kind of like projection screen that like rich people around the sub like if, if you're from it's a suburb, Jerusalem for dumb guys kind of like <laughs> if you're from the suburb what does it mean to be from Boston you're from a suburb this like empty meaning thing like yeah. you're just there Land but of you have this thing maybe you like the sports teams from that place but you have this like image of like you know when we're there it's like there's some like cool people doing cool things, and if I and if you're there, then you can be violent, and it's you like be a kind of like charming. Yeah, exactly. You can be do legendary stuff. Walk to the take your bro to the police station and own them with logic and that. languages. I love I love that just you know national pastime of the t- take your bro to police to the police station day because yeah. on like like the the material truth about Boston. Like so in Germany, for example, when people ask where are you from, I'm like oh I'm from near Boston. Everyone's like oh. That's like one of the good ones. Like they don't say that explicitly, but that's what they mean. They're like, "Oh, that's a nice city." Yes, yeah, because yeah. you never hear anything bad about Boston. The but Boston <laughs> Marathon bombing. But that. But yeah, but, but that's like that's like between, yeah, in the European mindset. In that the European in the European fault. mindset, it is like, Boston's fault though. It is, but it wouldn't be in the European mindset. That was the Europeans typically lo- know like three American uh, states and cities. They know like New York. They know Los Angeles. Maybe San Francisco and mm. then like Texas, Miami. Yeah, yeah but just yeah, yeah. Texas as a concept, and right. the rest just like doesn't exist. Like, like I said, from when you reach the shores of the Atlantic, it's New York, something, 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 California. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like all these all these states look like squares. They, yeah, they're li- like weird little squares. 
So and somewhere is Chicago, wherever. <laughs> <laughs> like the project, like the political project of Boston as a as a concept as it exists, not in reality in Boston, but in the whole world, because people have heard of it. Where like you know, there's all these like top universities and smart people move there, and everyone's like pretty well off because like like on proportionally, there are more people with like good jobs because they're building those Boston Dynamics dogs that are gonna like take over the world. Like that is the reality, and you have to have this like kind of like fuel to like say but like yeah but there's culture here and there's like this like ooh that's why there's so many movies about the Irish mob in yeah, Boston well, okay. The Departed Mystic River The Town Black Mass Spotlight well, alright you know fine 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 fucking take Patriots your Day. you know what would you rather have though you're fucking like you know uh, 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 like like this is like the lifeblood that people like it's fake it's this fascist idea because you can see it's just there's nothing holding it together it's this invented image to kind of like no, ignore the fact that the political project as it exists, Samantha Power, who, every, who everyone knows from the Obama White House, she's planning to run for the Senate in Massachusetts. She represents what it is. It's just this empty canvas yeah. so that okay, you can move exactly. there and do so it. So then, uh, like, this is me just, you know, being, uh, uh, you know, having to, to set the record straight. Um, that makes where I'm from cooler. Just simply put. It doesn't matter where I'm from because at least it's not like a complete just like facade of a city that then actually doesn't exist. You know, yeah, uh, which this is saying a lot because Arizona's like I want to pretend that I'm a fucking frontiersman. Even that is somehow like that that is that is more real in American than like this yeah Samantha Powerland Wait, or are whatever. There cities in Arizona. There's three. <laughs> yes, and and the most famous evil Arizona, Joe Arpaio from Massachusetts. Exactly. Yes. Because he wanted to fucking be uh, which uh, he's running for uh, uh, a sheriff again uh, by the way. Which he's like you love 86 years old, and I'm hoping that this year we get you know like like two. 2016, but funny deaths. So Henry Kissinger, uh, Joe Arpaio, you know, uh, 2020, make it happen. You know, uh, I'm gonna say the prayer. Yeah, that, if you had you know, a sign from God, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I want the sequel to this where they just go around murdering Henry Kissinger. Cool. Yeah, exactly. I would. I would. But I mean, that, they wouldn't. Do that, that is revolutionary right? violence, and I want that. that the the press good. certainly wouldn't be like everyone thinks it's cool. Or, yeah. I mean, that's not it, what the press it, would say. It's, it's never left safe. Twitter though would, uh, <laughs> yeah. would love you. Yeah. Left Twitter boot <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, that's my Twitter name. Yo, someone. <laughs> Wait, so who's who's Billy Connolly then? Who like joins you? Is like lads, <laughs> like trail support your mission. Someone, someone uh, uh, named like uh, uh, Stalin Thotty thinks that I'm doing a good job. So uh, <laughs> it's, we're going to murder Henry Kissinger together. Like, organ organized crime is like the bad kind of evil capitalists that you can kill, but the other kinds of capitalists, they're, they're, they're yeah, don't don't. They're they're good. State uh, Ancient corruption is never in the purview of the Boondock Saints, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, like, uh, Henry Kissinger's death is just one unfortunate slip in the shower away. <laughs> <laughs> He's old enough to, to have that happen. He has a full <laughs> staff that makes sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. come on. I know he has, like, someone who showers with him and <laughs> just hold, holds him up. If Henry Kissinger's uh, shower uh, uh, scrubber listens to our show... Um, uh, this is your, uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you were given the green light. Yeah, no, these are all great. This Twitter is names your divine. Uh, um, Han Henry Kissinger's shower guy, just have a little Epstein moment and you know, right, sleep uh, for a little. I, uh, Kieran, say some dope shit in Irish. Uh, Nick, do some like oh in the background, and we'll play it so he's like hearing God. Music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I gotta let this happen. In, <laughs> in, in Minecraft, in Minecraft, in Swedish, in Swedish. The last thing I want to say, oh, so no, like fuck. I do, this is my last point. 
So this is the dynamic in Boston. I don't Boston you, dynamics. You can't. <laughs> hey, that's let's Boston kick dynamics, a robot. Baby. What a zinger! That's that's <laughs> the. Obviously, there are a lot of people who are not well off who are living in Boston. Who they're are the robots that everyone has to fucking everyone like, kicks the fucking whole they, time. They exist. You're perverted. All you fucking weirdos in Massachusetts. Why do you do that to the poor dog? Because they couldn't kick women anymore. They exist, these people, but they're not like like. There's no popular. There's almost no popular uh, discussion or imagination or representation of them. The only representation they have is this fake one through Boston crime movies and Southie, South Boston, the neighborhood that's always portrayed in these movies and in this one too, is being actively gentrified right now. And what's so what what really ties it all together is there's like Twitter accounts online where there'll be like it's like. What's going on in Southie? And there's like a passive aggressive note like written on a car windshield like, hey, you call us a fucking parking job? Like, eh, whatever. And they're like, that's, that's so Southie. Like, and the, the Twitter account goes like, that's so Southie. When that's clearly one like gentrifier writing that to another gentrifier. Like this whole like culture or idea or an idea of some kind of thing is just invented to like entertain people. That sounds like a fucking like book that you'd find at Urban Outfitters. Yeah, no, yeah. Those, that like that's so whatever this oh. yeah. like, just dumb pictures. Well, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I just uh, before we it, go. Uh, what, 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 you well, it it kind it kind of fits. Like if you make a movie about cleaning the filth, well, guess what comes after the filth? Mm. It's like a really nice gelato players, mm. and it's oh delicious. Damn, and run 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 by Italians. I can't have that in my fucking neighborhood. <laughs> Quick shout out! If you do want to hear the real history of Boston, listen to the People's History podcast. Uh, we'll put the put, we'll put it in the show notes. It's about the gentrification process that happened in Columbia Point. Um, they put uh, the JFK Presidential Library there. They put a bunch of stuff to drive people out. There were Black Panther uh, free breakfast programs there. No one talks about that shit. It was a working class uh, neighborhood that was organizing itself, and it was crushed. We actually kind of talked about this in the last episode of Hello uh, huh. Hello. Well then, yeah, exactly. Perfect transition. Uh, what, what is this? What is this podcast you speak of? Yeah, what is this? Uh, could you guys, uh, because uh, you are you are not uh, uh, typical members of the Corner Spady, so uh, please, uh, uh, you know, give yourself uh, the, the. I believe it's called the plug. Can I ask? Was zum Teufel ist Hölle Hölle Hölle? No, don't yeah. ask that. I can't so understand it's, it. It's <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, the name is sort of uh, uh, a play on like a popular Schlager song by Wolfgang Petri. Great start. Um, yeah. <laughs> which also contributes to us living in the darkest timeline because that song exists. Nice. Um, and it's basically daily news commentary. Like we each pick a topic that we kind of present to the others and then we kind of uh, try to melt each other's brains with it and nice. try to get like... By shredding guitar as hard as you can. <laughs> yeah, doing dive bombs. And I no, always like, win. I don't know. We talked about uh, a CDU politician nonchalantly shooting a POC yeah. after... Yeah. After um, like insulting him with racial slurs, and like nothing ever happened, and no one wrote about it. Like that's one of the topics uh, we talked about. Or like Zygmunt Gabriel saying that um, Germany had no colonial past. Yeah, that was like, funny. Yeah. While then taking a job at Deutsche Bank, like yeah. King. yeah. <laughs> But um, so where uh, uh, obviously, uh, as we said earlier, it is uh, only in German language. Um, so you gotta, if you want to listen, you gotta learn German first. Yeah. Uh, get where woke. can where can where can we we find you the guys? The wokest language. German. <laughs> yeah. Geh <laughs> aufgewacht. Uh, where can where can uh, uh, people find you two and your show? 
So we have a Twitter account um, for the show that's at HHHCast. Um, that's where we like post new episodes. If you follow that account, like do that. Um, we post all our um, podcasts on Anchor FM, uh, also HHHCast. Um, they're on Spotify like um, a few hours after we post them on Anchor. Um, my Twitter, my personal Twitter account is at YoungPatrickOne, like young, like the rapper spell it with just the U. <laughs> the Y and the U. Y U N G. See, it's a yeah. it's a nice yeah. pun on my like, on my first name because I'm Jan Patrick and I'm like Young Patrick. <laughs> Pretty Jan funny. Patrick one. Uh, you can usually find me in like a gay bar next to a church, um, <laughs> and also on Twitter I am hat unterstrich recht so H A T something. Yeah. If you find him on Twitter, that's the t first test that you can listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, on that note, uh, uh, we'll see you guys back for a regular scheduled Monday fun time then. Yeah, yeah. thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our first ever Patreon episode. Yeah. Um, there will be more. Uh, we don't have a set schedule. No. We're working on it. Yes. Thank you so much. To don't, to donate to the Patreon so we can get in gear with a set schedule yeah. Should, yeah. should I donate to the Patreon? <laughs> yes. I'm already <laughs> donating to the Patreon. I bought my I bought my way you get to listen to this. Yeah. Now. I bought my way onto this panel. <laughs> That's exactly how it works here. All right. Uh, and another we'll quick shout out to the Triple H cast. I'm proud of you guys. I want to the left um, online media in, in Germany and in Europe to keep spreading. We are talking that shit in order to lay the manure for a thousand takes and voices to grow. <laughs> that's, Inshallah. That's all I want. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys, what, Monday, whatever. Yeah, or whenever you fucking listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Bye Peace. Tred, Jere, Hintoch. Auf Wiedersehen.